All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels here on a Friday edition of the show. Lots to get to, some squabbling in the SEC between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Who doesn't love some head coach drama? Big baseball weekend got started off on the wrong foot. Suspensions handed down. Old school plunking, I mean, for lack of a better way of saying it. Who doesn't love just a good plunking? Uh, that happened yesterday. I mean, hey, when you were living in a different age, whenever somebody hits a bomb, there's going to be some bad flipping and twirling and maybe a cartwheel or a somersault or something down the line. I'm not against a shot in the ribs, though. Don't throw it in anybody's head. But at the same time, the game's changed. And it, I think it should. Not to go down that road. But baseball needs some entertainment in it. Yes, you can be respectful to the other team and you can take it too far. Yes. But I do think there needs to be a little bit of give and take there on old school baseball and new school baseball. But we not, we need to knock out the baseball weekend against A&M. What's Ole Miss need to do here in the next two games after dropping game one? Suspensions handed down. I'm looking at the calendar for Ole Miss sporting events, and this is something scary, people. I don't know what you're planning on doing this summer, but you better find something soon because the calendar is about to dry up. After next week, which is flooded with on my Ole Miss sports calendar here, Lots of little baseballs and little golf balls and softballs, all of those little bitty icons on the screen. After the 29th, blank, like nothing, as you officially roll into the postseason for these other sports. So we'll get stuff into June. I'm just saying, time's coming where we got to find something to do. It's coming. And what do you do in those months? Well, some of you are going to be happy. It'll be nothing but football. Hey, who's the starting quarterback next year? How many yards is he going to throw for? How many yards does Zach Evans rush for? What's the running back room look like? How good's the the offensive line? What are we hearing there? Are the wide receivers as a group better? Deion Smith, is he also going to join the party? Malik Heath, is he? Defensively, when's the last time the defensive line was as deep and stacked as it is right now? It's been a while. It's, it's been a, a good while. You know, the linebackers, the secondary, the special teamers, what's it look like? Hey, what about the SEC West? We're getting close to making SEC West predictions. Is Bama still king of the hill? Is Jimbo and A&M getting ready to knock them off? Um, I do want to talk about that here in just a minute because that yesterday was funny. I, I got a great amount of enjoyment watching Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher go after each other. Like I've said many times before, I don't take this stuff too seriously. I'm trying to be cautious in my comments. But when these guys torch each other, I do enjoy it to some level. I'll tell you why here in a minute. But that did happen yesterday. As the SEC now tries to close ranks and shut all these coaches up after going scorched earth yesterday at A&M with Jimbo Fisher. If you're looking for a reason to celebrate today, uh, nothing major going on. NASCAR day. That's a thing. Some of you are doing that. Not a ton. I don't, I don't see a lot of that on our board. There's lots of weird stuff going on today. It's endangered species day, bike to work day. Anybody bike to work? Nobody does that. Nobody's biking to work. 
It's Rescue Dog Day, Pizza Party Day, and then a lot of other weird ones. Be a millionaire day. Go out and make yourself some money. I could do the pizza day thing, though. We'll see how that works out. Not so much on the NASCAR. Uh, the PGA Championship's going on. You guys can watch that today, tomorrow, Sunday. I'll be glued to the TV as long as somebody decent is at the top. I have to watch a name. I can't watch no names. So we've got that going on. Uh, on the football end of it, there is some recruiting. Uh, the update on recruiting right now would basically be this. It's not that there won't be some imminent guys. There won't be some decisions made that are imminent. I mean, could be coming soon. Could. I don't know. I don't know of anybody off the top of my head that's just happening now. But you never know. We'll see what the day holds for us. They're still in the place to where it feels like offers are going out all the time. And look, what that is, that's just throwing bait in the water and seeing who wants to bite. Um, you don't know on some of these guys who has interest and who doesn't. And you don't know until you take that first step and at least you know, engage someone. If you think they're a good enough player to throw an offer out there and just see what's there. Now, I don't no, I don't want to say I don't agree. It's not that I don't agree with how Lane Kiffin recruits. Um, I don't like it from the standpoint. I hate what college football is doing to high school kids. It is very difficult to get a scholarship offer right now, uh, harder than it's ever been with the transfers. That's not a Lane Kiffin problem. He's using the system to put together the best roster he can, which is his job. I wish that right now, the way the system's set up, there could be more Mississippi guys on it because that's where, you know, that's where I live. Uh, professionally, it's where I work. It's what I'm following most or most of these high school kids. So, yeah, I would love that. Currently, that's not how the system sets up, and uh, nobody can fault Lane Kiffin for what he's doing. He's doing a great job with it. You go out and get the transfers. Um, if you've, If you've learned anything about the transfer thing, you just don't overextend yourself, overreach. If you miss a transfer, guess what? Another one's coming. I mean, it's a matter of time. Another one's coming. And right now you're throwing out all these offers, you know, seeing who's interested in your program, and then you narrow down the scope of that as you go. Uh, but right now I think that how they're handling recruiting is is absolutely the way to go. You know, for instance, Pearl River yesterday, Pearl River Community College. Justin Jefferson, the linebacker over there, gets an offer, tweets it out. And, you know, I'm looking at his profile. I don't think I saw Pearl River last year. I just I can't remember seeing him. I'm going to go back through pictures. And uh, when I do that, then that brings back memories. I don't remember seeing them. But this cat, 6'2", 215, and he lists a 40 time of 434. And then I'm kind of looking around last night, and I find a reference to a 431. I'm always skeptical of those times, but at the same time, doesn't matter. If you're reporting those kind of times, you can run. And then later on in the day yesterday, he picked up an offer from Alabama, which, uh, let's be honest, it always makes you feel better when you see these other schools going after the guys you're after. Makes it harder to sign them, but obviously you're going after the right guys. Now, I brought Alabama into this. A couple of comments on the Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher thing. I don't want to torch either of these guys. You know, sometimes I know I come across as not the biggest fan of college football coaches. It's really, it's not that as much as this. 
you know, I'll kind of rail on the way the system has been for years with, um, with college football recruiting and the position it puts players in. Look, I know a lot of you have angst about the direction all of this is headed. Look, this has not been amateur sports for a long, long time. You can't pay a coach $100 million and call it amateur. It's just it hasn't been that way for a long time. There's been enough illusions to let some of you still feel some of the feels from back in the day. It hasn't been that for a long time. This has been professional sports for many years. The only thing going on right now is that it's more public, which I'm a favor of because I don't like guys having to sign deals off the books in dark alleys with shady people. That's not good for players. It's not good for those families. I can't support that kind of thing. And this is putting it more out in front of you now. Um, it's not going to destroy the sport. Like I see a lot of media jumping on. To me, nothing's really changed except the amounts of money. These players have been getting paid a fortune for years and years and years, a fortune. And like recruiting coverage has been, oh, yeah. So-and-so the day before, he's leaning this way. Or now he's leaning the other way. Now he's leaning this way. Oh, now he's leaning the other way. All that is is people talking to sources and boosters or people that they know. And, hey, kid likes an offer here, but he got an offer from there. Now that, that, that one, oh, do you go back now and throw out a bigger offer? It's just it's NFL free agency disguised as, as some type of recruiting coverage. That's not been authentic for a long time now. Uh, but I get that some of you don't like seeing that sausage made, and I do understand that. I really do. But I don't think it's going to be fundamentally changed. They'll get a handle on it. They'll get a handle on it. But you're seeing some of the stuff come out yesterday with Jimbo and Saban. I don't have a ton of respect for either guy. Um, not that I dislike either. It's just that it, to be a college football coach these days, you have to be willing to get in front of a microphone and at the very least be will, willfully ignorant of things that you you know is going on. You just don't want the details. So you can get in front of a podium and say, we don't pay players. Okay, so like a given for all of these guys, you have to be able to tell half-truths or just outright lies and get comfortable with that. And look, just like the for players, it's the system we've we created. I mean, we created this system and coaches are in it. So it's there's nothing really they can do about it. Occasionally, you'll see a beef where the coaches lash out at each other. It's unusual, but they're very good at delivering what usually is mostly true about the other. Saban throwing shots at Jimbo Fisher and them paying players and people, or at least the rumors out there that, I say rumors, I mean, I've heard it too from from people close to the program, the amounts of money and how much is going out for these new players. Mostly Saban was correct on that stuff. And then when he starts talking about his own program, he starts delivering you a bunch of BS. I mean, that's not unlike everybody else. And then Jimbo returns fire by saying things about Saban that in the coaching world and the media world, most people acknowledge. I mean, he torched him. That stuff didn't just come out of nowhere. That stuff's been circulating for years now, how things are operated there. And then, yeah, mostly truths he's throwing out there until then he starts talking about his own program, and then he's, again, delivering you a bunch of BS. So, I mean, I can't have a whole lot of respect for either if I took it seriously, but I can appreciate the enjoyment factor of watching these two guys try to burn each other to the ground. 
And then Greg Sankey trying to hop in here and fix it by pulling coaches off the trail, basically. Lane Kiffin can't go on the Dan Patrick show today by shutting everybody up until they meet each other at media days. It feels like Saban's losing a little bit of a grip here on the SEC West, and that's not sitting well. That's that's what I gather. He's They've had the best team for a long time now. When they hit the field, they're better than you are. It's not the hardest coaching job in the world on game day when you are significantly better than the other team. And uh, I heard somebody here in the local Jackson area refer to their recruiting machine as cartel-like, and uh, and I understand that. I really do. The stories you hear about it. They've done a great job signing players. And now that this new system has come out and it's more above board, look, you still aren't supposed to sign players, but there's enough wiggle room within the rules now. You can do this. There are ways to do it, and you dot all the I's, cross all the T's, and technically you don't break the rules. There's ways to do it. And it brings other schools in with deeper pockets than your Bama's or your Georgia's or whoever at the top of the recruiting ladder has been. It brings some of these new schools in now with more money that are going to tilt some of the power in college football. And I'm sure that doesn't sit well with some people. But it's oh, it's so hypocritical to be ripping someone signing a great class when you've been the person signing the great class every year. It's like a complete lack of self-awareness, which which a lot of these guys tend to have. Um, a lot of narcissism in the sport, and that is what it is, which is one reason I really like high school sports. And I like the recruiting, but the crossover there. But um, so many of these guys, it kind of, it, it is what it is. I enjoyed that, though. It made me, it made me laugh. But, yeah, when these guys start railing on each other, um, you can believe to a point the stuff they're saying about each other. And then when they start talking about their own program, you can just you can kind of cut it off there because you know what you're going to get. It's not exactly how it is. Not It's not how it is at all. Uh, but we had that going on yesterday. The baseball. They have to figure out a way to get a win here in one of the next two games. Um, been playing much better lately. Drop game one, they have to figure out how to split. You've got the suspension with Bianco. Gaddis drills a guy. Uh, I I don't have a problem with any of that because I don't know what the guy said, what happened on the field. I don't have problems with that. At the very least, to me, it shows some fight. But, yeah, that it hurts things a little bit when you're suspended and you lose players. So we'll see how they respond. They need to split one of these next two games in Oxford. If they can do that, you still feel good going into the SEC tournament, but like they have to have that happen. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I didn't knock out today for you. Congratulations to you, Jackson Prep fans. They won uh, their fifth straight MAIS baseball championship yesterday. Um, my friend Luke Abney that owns the Rogue here in Metro Jackson, his kid Owen had to walk off in the bottom of the fifth to uh, to run rule MRA 12-2. to two. I was very happy for Luke and Owen and all my prep friends. Uh, Brent Hevner's a, f- a friend, the head coach there. Played at Mississippi College when I was at the SID, and he's he's fantastic. First coach to win five straight state championships in baseball in the MAIS or the MHSAA. So congratulations to those guys and what they were able to do yesterday. But that's going to be about it for today. Maybe we get some more Saban today. I don't know. Maybe we get some more Jimbo. Not likely as Greg Sankey tries to batten down the hatches here. But we had a day. We at least had one day where coaches were letting it fly. Hey, sign me up for more of that. 
always thanks for listening to the show enjoy your friday enjoy the weekend and we'll talk to you guys on monday see you then